How's it going gamers and welcome to episode 26 of Super Gaming Bro A, a video game podcast. I am the host of the show, Mike, and I hope you're all having a great day as well. Be sure to go to patreon.com slash A to submit your questions or comments for each episode. If you've not already done so, please rate, share, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast service you may be using. And for the first time ever, this podcast will be on YouTube. And no, I will not be going back and uploading my previous episodes. You can listen on those previous episodes on whatever podcast service you may use. If you are watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe to this channel, and drop a comment down below. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is MJHedden. That is M-J-H-E-D-D-E-N. On today's episode, we will be looking at the Game Award announcements, being a gamer dad, and what I would like to see happen in 2021 for Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox. Now let's start off the show with what I always do, and that's what I've been playing for the past week. Actually, it's been it's been a long time since I did an episode, actually, of this podcast. I think it will be about over a month, maybe, that I've done. Uh, you get busy when you're a father, you know? Sometimes you blink and, like, a month goes by and you're like, oh my god. I'm still in the same clothes. Uh, anyways, on the PS5, I uh, I dabbled in Cyberpunk 2077. As you are all aware, uh, this game is extremely buggy. Um, I've had quite a few bugs and crashes playing the game. Don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying Night City, and I can't wait to see how this game is going to look and run when they get the next-gen patch going, as well as when they actually roll out the patches to fix the game in its current state. But I'm loving it. It's fun. Um, you can... you. You can just get lost in the city. It's so big. There's so many little nooks and crannies of this game. I'm loving it. Uh, you can see the playthroughs on my channel. I'm hoping I'm going to get into some streaming soon too. I might do some streams on uh, Twitch. Might do some on YouTube as well. Yeah, then going over to the Series X, we got I jumped into Doom Eternal the past little bit. And uh, thanks to Game Pass. Uh, I'm finding this game is a lot harder than Doom 2016. Um, it's funny because like, at the beginning, you they give you a shotgun. And I'm just like, oh. You're giving me a shotgun at the beginning? Oh, this is going to be easy mode, baby. Well, now I see why they give you a shotgun at the beginning. It's flipping hard, man. Like, oh, man. Hard. As, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's awesome, though. The game's a lot of fun. It's just pure chaos right from the beginning, and it's awesome. Um, I know a lot of people aren't really big fans of the, um, the platforming in the game. Uh, just coming from, like, a Doom game perspective, it is a little weird to be doing platforming in a Doom game. Um, they had like a little bit of platforming, kind of, not really too much though, in the Doom for the PC. I think it might have been Doom 2. Not really platforming though, it's kind of just like you would jump up to little platforms to get to other spots. But um, me personally, it is like a nice break from the fighting and the chaos. It kind of gives me that chance, you know, to kind of get a breather there and kind of just relax and be like, okay, and kind of prepare for the next battle while you're doing the platforming. Uh, I have no issues with that, honestly, it's a lot of fun. And I actually briefly jumped into Mass Effect 2. Uh, late last night um i've never played a mass effect game ever which i guess is kind of shocking because apparently everyone loves mass effect me personally i just never really it never really appealed to me to be honest um but my one buddy abs gamer go check him out on youtube that is a b b s space 
G-A-M-E-R. He recommended that I play Mass Effect. Um, I asked him if I had to play 1 to 3. His personal recommendation was you can just play start 2 and then do 3 because he said number 1 is kind of boring. So I guess he wants me to get hooked on this series. Uh, but from the brief little time I spent, I kind of just did the prologue of the game. Um, I'm actually having a lot of fun with the game. I wasn't expecting it to be this good. So that's kind of good as well. So thanks, Abs Gamer, for the recommendation. I'm enjoying it. When I have more time, I can... Uh, I can go ahead and jump into that game no problem. Thanks to Game Pass and EA Play, which is awesome. Um, and uh, what have you guys been playing? I'd love to know what you guys are playing. Just let me know in the comments down below. Now, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. And starting off with the video game announcements that happened at the Game Awards. We will start off with what I did not see coming at all, and that would be Sephiroth coming to Smash. Uh, my personal prediction was that we would probably see Jonesy from Fortnite coming to Smash just because Nintendo will not be adding a character to Smash just because, you know, Nintendo, they love their IPs. They refuse to let any of their IPs be played on any other console that's not a Nintendo console. So I thought maybe this is how they're going to kind of appeal to the masses by just adding Jonesy to Smash. But you know what, Sephiroth, like, I, I don't think anyone saw that coming. That is awesome. Me, personally, I'm just done with Smash. Um, the last time I played, I want to say, was when they... Fighter Pack 1. Was it Hero from um, Dragon Quest? I think when he was released was like the last time I actually played Smash, and that was a long time ago. I don't know what it is. Like I loved Smash when I was a kid. Um, I just, I don't know. Just not for me anymore. I guess my my tastes have changed in what games I enjoy. I kind of like the single-player narratives, racing games, NHL, you know, th those kind of games, you know? That's awesome for any Smash player, honestly. Like, it's going to be cool. Like, and they showed off his, uh, I think it's like his final break or limit break or... What do you call those things in Smash? Where, like, <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Uh, I want to say Final Destination, but it's not Final Destination. You know, that move where you, like, you hit that little black, like, icon thing and it's, like... Final Smash. Is it Final Smash? I think it's called Final Smash, maybe. But uh, I think they kind of teased that, and that looks awesome. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, anyways, and then we got to see the next Left 4 Dead. Yes, that's right. Turtle Rock, Back for Blood, pretty much is going to be the next Left 4 Dead. I cannot wait. Like The fact that we had to wait this long for another Left 4 Dead-type game is just insane to me. Because like Left 4 Dead 2 came out how long ago? Um... I have it on the 360, so I'm able to play it on the Series X, which is nice because of the backwards compatibility. But I want a new game, you know? So being able to see that trailer, I was just like, oh my god, Left 4 Dead. And I saw Turtle Rock's name, I'm like, here we go, baby. Take my money. Take my money. Just take it. Um, and they actually also got to show off some gameplay, which was awesome. Uh, I can't wait. I know they did have a beta going on. I think it's only for Steam at the moment, which is it's unfortunate. Because I kind of wish that I could play it on the Series X. But it is going to be coming to consoles anyway. So I can't wait. That's going to be freaking fantastic. And then another game. Coming to Xbox. Well, Back 4 Blood is also coming to PS5 and stuff. So, But the initiative is in fact working on Perfect Dark. What a trailer, eh? Like you just see the little initiative logo and... Right when they started talking about like the corporation a lot, I kind of realized I was like, you know, this this is a hundred percent perfect dark. Even though they kind of had like the desert setting and stuff, I was like, once I saw that building, I'm like, this is perfect dark. And uh, Xbox fans, you're welcome. You're gonna finally get a game made by PlayStation because <laughs> you do have two guys uh, from PlayStation. You had um, a guy from Naughty Dog, and you have another person from uh, Sony Santa Monica, which did the God of War series. So 
you're welcome. You get to see what PlayStation can really do. Um, I'm actually excited. I've, I love the Perfect Dark series, and uh, I kind of wish we got more of those games. And I wish uh, Xbox kind of didn't just like leave it back in the dust for so long. Um, Perfect Dark on the N64, probably going to get a lot of hate for this, but it's better than GoldenEye. Don't get me wrong, GoldenEye was awesome. I think if GoldenEye didn't have the James Bond name behind it, it would still be fun, but I don't think as many people would have played it. Perfect Dark was pretty much the successor to GoldenEye, and it was just better. It was so much better. And uh, and then you had Perfect Dark Zero. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where I begin with this. Uh, so I want to say I think Perfect Dark Zero was supposed to come out on the GameCube, I'm pretty sure. And then I guess uh, Microsoft bought Rare at that point, so they kind of pulled it. And just look at the way the game is, I'm just like... You can definitely tell this was going to be a GameCube game, just like graphically wise. It, when you look at Halo 2, it, it looked good. And then, because Halo 2 was still on the original Xbox. And then the 360 comes out and you get Perfect Dark Zero and it's kind of like, this is it. Like, I think they kind of focused too heavily on what made Perfect Dark, the first one on the N64, so good. And they wanted to continue that on with the GameCube. Um, but then it obviously did not transition well when you got over to the 360 and that was a powerhouse system. Um, maybe they should have kind of just... It's one of those alternate reality things, I guess you can say, because it's like one of those things where... Um, what would happen if Microsoft didn't buy Rare at that point and they just let it be on the GameCube? How different would that game play out? Would people actually enjoy Perfect Dark Zero a lot more because it's on the GameCube with a little bit of limited capability, so you kind of know what you're getting? But when you had the 360, you had Halo. And you know, Halo was booming back then. So it's awesome that we're going to get a new Perfect Dark game for the Xbox. Um, they didn't give a title, or not a title. They didn't give um, a release year or date or anything. Um, I honestly think this game probably won't be coming until 2022. Maybe late 2022. Um, I hope that they kind of just focus on story, single player. Um, I don't think we need multiplayer in Perfect Dark at this moment. Um, yeah, it was great on the N64, but I think personally, multiplayer games, you kind of want to just stick with like the Halo. Gears 5 is awesome. Just keep it with the Call of Duties, the Halos, the Gears, stuff like that. Perfect Dark, you want to tell the story. And I feel like who they have in the initiative are going to be fantastic at telling that single player story. And multiplayer, I don't think we really need. Um, but that's going to be awesome. And then we're getting what I'm going to say is going to be the closest to Dead Space that we're going to get. And that is a Callisto Protocol. It's coming in 2022. Um, this game looks awesome. I love the Dead Space series. I wish we would get a new Dead Space game. Come on, EA. Get your head out your asses. Give us some Dead Space, you know? I know you guys don't really like your single-player games because you can't make money off the microtransactions. But come on. Dead Space was an awesome series, man. And then... This one's funny to me, sorry. We also got to see uh, the goo, uh, what was it, Ghouls and Goblins is being resurrected from the grave. And that's coming February 25th, 2021 to the Nintendo Switch. And this is the funny part, because there's a lot of people who are seeing the leaked things of a new Ghouls and Goblins game with the capital letters R and E. So right away they thought, oh, this is going to be on the Resident Evil engine. Which, don't get me wrong, would have been phenomenal. But actually, the RE means resurrection. So it's just like kind of like a reskin on the game, the original game, which it's cool. But 
Think of how awesome they could have taken that series if they just totally used the RE engine in that game and just made it first person, totally different. Like, that would have been awesome. Made it a little bit more realistic, but anyways, I think that's funny that everyone was getting excited because like, oh, Ghouls and Goblins is going to be on the RE engine. Yeah, it's just side-scrolling still. Just a new coat of paint on an old game. Don't get me wrong, I'm excited. I'll definitely grab it for the Switch just because I do like those old games, you know? And then next up on this list, we got Returnal. A new trailer for Returnal, so we got to see what Housemark is going to be cooking up here. That game is going to be coming out quick, I'm pretty sure. Uh, at the beginning of this, I honestly thought that this was Kojima's next game because he kind of had like that little hallway with the door, and I was like, oh, crap. Here comes Silent Hill, baby. And then I quickly was brought back down to Earth and was like, oh, this is Housemark's new game. Um, well, actually, I think it's their big game titles. I think they canceled a few, uh, few smaller projects for this game. Um, seeing the gameplay, it doesn't excite me. Um, when they first showed off like the teaser trailer of this game, which was all like just like cutscenes and cinematics and stuff, right away I wanted to see more gameplay. I wanted to see what this game was about. And now that I see the gameplay, I I, I think I've been turned off this game. I think it just turned me off. Um, um, like I don't want to say it. Because, like, I love their older games, like Resogun, Dead Nation was phenomenal. I think it's an underrated game. And one of my favorite games they did was Alien Nation. Um, I know a lot of people don't really like Alien Nation. I don't know why. I loved it. I thought it was cool. It's kind of like that Diablo dungeon crawler, twin stick shooter type of game. I, I, I put a lot of hours into that game, and I loved it. And I wish they would stick to those games. Um, and I know it's, like, I just don't want to say it, but um, I don't think this game is going to sell well. I don't think this game is going to sell well, and I think due to that, I don't think Housemark is going to be with Sony much longer. Because I'm pretty sure there has been uh, news in the past that some of the other games, like I think it was Matterfall, and a few other other games that came out after uh, Alienation did not really sell all that well. And if you think that this game coming out after they've had so much time on it, if this game doesn't sell well, I don't think that's going to go good for their relationship with Sony. Which I guess if you in turn think about it is kind of cool. Only in the sense of this might allow them to actually have their games on other platforms, such as this uh, Xbox, Nintendo Switch. I think the games would be awesome on the Nintendo Switch, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so I don't think this game is going to really sell that well. Um, is anyone excited about this game? Like, me personally, it doesn't really get me. Um, but I'm sure it's, it, there's always a game for everyone kind of thing, right? Like, there's people that love Hannah Montana, like the Cars 2 games on the Xbox 360. I think it was Cars, yeah. Cars for the 360, that was fun, actually. And then uh, there's uh, It Takes Two. It Takes Two, baby. Uh, which is from the same guys that did uh, Brothers, um, A Way Out. Um, I know a lot of people did not like how like kiddish this game looks in terms of like the art style. Um, but watching this trailer, uh, the more you watch it, the more cool I think it looks. Um, you can, you, like Basically, you can see that this is not just a kid's game. They kind of went for that kind of fairy tale art style. I think they kind of went for that only for the sake of it's to build a broken relationship. Um, so basically how it works is um, you're a couple, you get turned into dolls, and you basically have to work together to complete each level, and then eventually you will be turned back into the human form, which is really cool. Um, I loved uh, Way Out. Uh, I think that's a fantastic game. It's one of those games where you and a buddy, or you and a friend can pick it up. It's like you can beat it in like four hours, if even that. Like It's quick, easy, it's fun, it's awesome. 
One of my favorite games I played, I think, was A Way Out. Everyone should go pick it up. It's on Game Pass right now, thanks to EA Play. So go ahead and pick it up on the Series X. You won't complain. You won't be disappointed. Xbox One, just, just pick it up. And then finishing off the game reveals, we got to see... <laughs> Which it's just a little weird how they did this trailer, but um, we got to see that Mass Effect will continue. <laughs> like obviously, Mass Effect is gonna keep going. Like, don't get me wrong, the trailer's cool. Everyone was pumped about it. They had that uh, that returning character. I'm sorry, I'm I'm new to the whole Mass Effect universe. I don't know everyone other than like Captain Shepard or Commander Shepard. Um, so they kind of showed her pulling out the N7 symbol uh, like a piece of armor it looks like i want to say uh people are probably gonna correct me up the ass on this just because i'm unfamiliar with the series um but then it's like mass effect and you think it'd be like mass effect 4 no it's mass effect will continue okay you didn't have to tell us that we already know mass effect is gonna be coming in some capacity even if it's andromeda 2 um but the cool thing is um, a lot of people, they crapped on Andromeda just because apparently it was not a good game coming from Mass Effect. Um, and that it looks like you're going to be going back to Commander Shepard, which is pretty cool. Uh, like I said earlier on, I only played like the prologue of the game for uh, Mass Effect 2. Um, and I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I know you can like, kind of edit like the name and all that. I just left it bare bones, left it how they have the main characters because I don't really care for like making myself in games. Honestly, I just think it's weird. Um, but it was fun, so... Maybe once I beat Mass Effect 3, maybe I'll be a little bit more excited for the new Mass Effect game to come out. Um, but I'm also kind of curious to know how, like, how far along this game, like, how, how far out is this game? I think it's pretty far out. I want to say maybe 2022, maybe 2023. So that is exciting for Mass Effect fans um, that we know that Mass Effect is going to be going back to the Commander Shepard uh, realm or whatever you want to call it, I guess. I don't really know what you would call it. Um, but that's really cool. And on to the next part of the show, which is being a gamer dad. And where do I find the time to play games? And uh, what are some of the challenges of being a father that plays video games? Honestly, there's, there's not really any challenges being a father and playing video games. Um, the best way I would say is it's really just time management. Maybe... Um, Maybe before, maybe, like, you'd play games, like, maybe in the afternoon when you've done, like, all the stuff you need to do, like, errands and all that. Maybe on your day off, you play maybe, like, I don't know, maybe, like, what? Maybe a noon to maybe, like, you stretch out to 4 p.m. Honestly, like, when you have a kid, obviously, you want to <laughs> make sure your kid's taken care of, obviously. <laughs> um, but it's just, like, it's just you got to find different ways. Time management is honestly the best way to do it on me, personally. Um, I guess I got lucky because like I've always usually played video games at night just because that's the time where I have the most time to put my time into a video game. So basically once my my daughter is in bed, that's when I kind of just play a video game for like, it, it really depends. Sometimes I'll play for like maybe an hour or so or sometimes I'll just like boot up the game and then I'll be like, you know what, I'm too tired today. I'm just going to turn it off, go to bed, play the games another day. Um, well, there's other times where like I might play until like two, three hours. Just I might get lost in the game, you know, and then I just go to bed and then... When she wakes up, and uh, I have a spouse who is uh, very supportive of what I do. Like, she knows I love video games, so she really helps me out with kind of taking care of the child when I'm doing these videos, doing these gameplay stuff and all that, which is awesome. Very beneficial. She's a saint. I love her. She's awesome. So that helps a lot, is having a spouse that will support me in this. And me personally, like, I just, 
I, I want like taking care of the child to be 50-50 in a relationship but I don't think it's right that the husband just lets the mother take all responsibility of the child it's like no it's 50-50 I think so like during the day we have our time zones and I'll take care of her while she's taking a nap she's doing her stuff and all that stuff so it's really awesome so really there's not really any challenges I would say honestly um having a kid's awesome she's the best she's awesome I know every parent says that the child's the best but my child is the best Set times aside maybe might not be able to play during the day but play at night it's easy sometimes it don't don't be discouraged if you can't play um like I love games like I guess I'm a video game addict. Like, I love games. I hope I can play games until I'm, like, 98. If I live until 98, I'll play games. Um, but it's, like, it's not life or death, honestly. Like, you'll find time. And at the beginning, like, when you're, you're do- like, well, daughter, I guess, when your child's first born, um, it's complete chaos. So, honestly, don't try and find any time. Don't even, don't even think. You won't even, honestly, you'll be, you'll be so busy with the child that you won't even, like, video games will be, like, the last thing on your mind. Like, I don't think I played video games until, like, maybe two, three months in, like after she was born because that's when like she was finally getting onto her routine because like <laughs> sleep is your best friend um you won't have any sleep um i feel like we kind of got lucky with her and she was sleeping through the night fairly quickly what we did we don't care what people say everyone's entitled to their own opinion honestly everyone raises their kid differently so we got like a, I think it's called like a baby's nest. So it's kind of like this little mini bed thing that you put in your bed so that way you don't roll over and suffocate the kid. And so we would put her in there and we'd go to sleep. And she slept for like six hours a night, which was awesome. And that was very early on. I would say maybe first month, I would say she started sleeping for six hours. And I was like, oh, you probably shouldn't sleep with her in the bed because then she'll never get your bed. But I'm like, huh. She's going to be, like, in elementary school, have nightmares, and she's going to be in the middle of the night coming into our bed anyway. It's, like, you can't stop it. Um, so then, like, but, like, awesome. Like, right now, so we get her in. So she falls asleep in the bed. I'll say maybe we give her about maybe half an hour to an hour in the bed. We pick her up. The bed, or uh, the crib is in our bedroom, so then we just put her in the crib. She sleeps for the night. Nine hours, sometimes six hours, sometimes ten hours. It really depends how long she sleeps for. But honestly, it, it works for us perfectly, so that's awesome. So we actually gain sleep, but first little bit you're not gonna get any sleep whatsoever and like i said video games will be the last thing on your mind honestly you'll be so you'll be so you'll be up to your head and freaking poop crying making sure she's fed all that stuff oh man and like uh what's that poop that happens when like the baby's first born like meconium or something it's literally like liquid tar it's freaking disgusting (laughs) freaking disgusting man but yeah it all comes down it's just like I don't know, just time management with a child and playing video games and stuff like that. And obviously, you don't want to neglect your child. You want to be a bad father, obviously. And it's just awesome. And, like, the best thing... The the thing is, like, when I was a kid, I played video games. I want to say... I know I played video games when the uh, Nintendo was out. It's uh, the regular Nintendo NES. Um, and I very vaguely remember my time with that system on... Uh, sy- system? I can't say. Um... But being able to, like, introduce her into, like, the games that I used to play. So, like, I'm going to use Super Nintendo, for example, because I don't really care for the NES games. But, like, I want to get into, like, Super Mario World, you know, all the good Mario games, stuff like that. Because, like, I think they're one of the easiest games to play. Uh, Using my one niece, for example, uh, I would always play video games with her for, like, Super Mario. And, like, I think it was, like, Connect Disneyland Adventures or something like that. And, like, me and her play games all the time, and it's the best. And that's how me and her built such a great connection with each other was that... I introduced her into these old games and her her father plays video games too, but I was always there playing, yeah, hey, let's play some Mario, let's play some Super Mario. But like now it's getting to the age where like I had her over the one day and I was like, hey, let's play Sackboy's Big Adventure. And she's like, yeah, oh, this is kind of boring. Like, can we play Call of Duty? And I was just like, what? I don't have Call of Duty. 
So it's just kind of funny in that sense, like they grow up so fast and stuff. So you gotta be quick and stuff like that. And like, honestly, if my daughter doesn't like video games, she doesn't care for it. I'm not going to pressure into her. It's not a big deal. Honestly, she, she can do whatever she wants. Uh, just don't murder anyone, please. <laughs> but yeah, no, so it's just awesome being a father, playing video games. It's all fun and games, you know, it's just great. Yeah, I'm just rambling right now. Uh, anyway, so let's, uh, I think we're going to finish up the show here and we're going to do, uh, what I would like to see coming in 2021 from Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation. And starting off with Nintendo, uh, where do I begin? Uh, so what I would like to see is the N64 Switch Online service to come to the Nintendo Switch. Like, how long have we had the Nintendo Switch? And when they first announced it, they were like, oh yeah, don't worry, GameCube is going to be coming to the Nintendo Switch. And it's like, well, you've already been out for how long now? Like... And you're very slowly adding these games. I understand licensing takes a long time to get games added to the service. But I think it's time that we got the N64 Switch Online service, especially when they did use an emulation for uh, Super Mario 64 for the 35th anniversary collection. So I think that's kind of a, uh, a good sign that we are going to be getting the Nintendo uh, 64 Switch Online service. And then it kind of makes you wonder, like, what games are we going to see on there? Uh, one, obviously Mario Kart 64. I would love to see Snowboard uh, Kids. I love that game. Um, there's also a Castlevania game on the N64 that I absolutely loved. I'm trying to think. You obviously won't see GoldenEye. Um, it would be cool to get a Perfect Dark, but I don't know if that's going to happen because Microsoft kind of owns Rare. But then again, Microsoft and Nintendo seem to have a pretty good relationship. Like you did get Ori and the Blind Forest and uh, Ori and Will of the Wisp on the Switch. So I think that's kind of cool. I think about the games we can add there now that I think of it. Uh, Wave Race 64, another great game, another great game. Um, the Cruising USA games, those were fun back in the day. But yeah, I just love to see Donkey Kong Country 64, so I just cut myself off there. Like, there's just a lot of games. I think you have Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, that'd be awesome. And what else I want to see from Nintendo in 2021? I have, I have three things, so this will be the second one. I want a Mario Kart 9. Yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is a great game. I think it's the best Mario Kart game we've gotten. But that was a game that came to the, uh, the Wii U. When is the Switch going to get its own Mario Kart? That's what I want. I don't want this system to come and go and we literally just have basically a port from the Wii U as the main staple of Mario Kart. Like, I know Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is selling insanely well especially because no one had a wii u but like i i never had a wii u i never played uh, mario kart 8 um but i want a mario kart 9 on the switch it ha it has to be coming it has to like it just i just don't see because i've like i don't know like when the switch was first released and they showed off mario kart 8 deluxe so it was basically mario kart 8 with all the dlc and all that stuff i was like okay cool this is just going to kind of tie people over until they can get um a mario kart 8 kind of thing or not Mario Kart 8, uh, Mario Kart 9. Uh, but it seems like maybe they're not going to go that route. So I really want to see a Mario Kart 9. That's what I want to see. And um, also with 2021, it is the 35th anniversary of uh, Legend of Zelda. So I really hope that we see uh, Legend of Zelda 35th collection. Kind of like what they did with uh, Super Mario uh, there. And I want them to include Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind uh, Waker, and Twilight Princess. I think that's all we really need. Those four games are the best Zelda games ever made. Um, I know a lot of people say Breath of the Wild is awesome. Me, personally, I think it's a little bit overrated. 
Um, there's a few things I didn't like about uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, I love the shrines. That's probably the best part of that game is the puzzles and the shrines were awesome. Uh, what I didn't really like about it was um, the fact that it didn't really, like, from the beginning of the game, everything's open. You can go any way you want, which I guess is kind of cool for, like, exploring and stuff. But I kind of wanted them to kind of, like, kind of tell me where to go kind of thing. Kind of like an Ocarina of Time where it's like, oh, you must go to the Water Temple. Okay, I'm going to make my way to the Water Temple. I'll get there however I get there. If I see something along the way, I'll stop and do whatever. I didn't like that there was too much exploration where they kind of didn't really tell you where to go. It was just do whatever you want kind of thing. And I didn't like their weapon system. I didn't like that swords would break in like three swings and stuff like that. Um, I kind of wish you kind of just got the weapons and you just hacked and slashed away. I kind of hope that they kind of go back to that for uh, Breath of the Wild 2. I don't think they will because I, I think a lot of people enjoyed that. Kind of gave them a little bit of an added challenge. Uh, but that's something I just didn't like about Breath of the Wild. I'm still going to get Breath of the Wild 2. Don't get me wrong. I love Zelda from my favorite series along with Bioshock. Um, so those are what I would like to see happen for Nintendo in 2021. Uh, going over to Xbox, I want to see them bring up more, uh, more older licenses back. We see that they're bringing back Perfect Dark, with it, which is awesome. I already talked about that earlier. I don't want them to stop there. I want them to bring back Banjo-Kazooie. They don't have an exclusive platforming game. I think Banjo-Kazooie would be awesome. Uh, bring back Conkers, man. Bring, bring back Conkers. Man, playing uh, Conkers Bad Fur Day on um, Rare Replay is awesome. <laughs> awesome. You can also play... Um, it's pretty much Conquer's Bad Fur Day, but it's called like uh, Conquer's Live and Reloaded or something like that. And that's on, I think, the OG Xbox, but you can play it backwards compatible on the Series X, Xbox One X. Uh, but those are two uh, series I think Xbox needs to bring back. Kind of like, Banjo Kazooie could be like that kid, just kind of like Sackboy's Big Adventure, kind of like kids, but then like families can play it too, like dads, moms, whatever, grandparents, whatever. And I think Conquer's can still be like that kind of like cartoony look. But kind of like more of an adult spin on it kind of thing. I think that would be awesome. Um, so those, that's what I like to see. Um, and like going back to those games. I don't think we need Rare to make those games. Um, I think Rare can just stick to what they're doing right now. With like Sea of Thieves and whatever they're working on. Give like Banjo-Kazooie. Give Conquerors another developer. And see what they can do with the series honestly. Um, but that's mainly the, that's the big thing I want to see for 2021 for Xbox. And then finishing off with PlayStation. There's not really much that I can say that I want to see PlayStation do in 2021, only for the sake of we know we're getting the uh, Horizon 2. We have uh, Ratchet and Clank um, Rift Apart. So I guess the only thing I really want to see is um, what's going on with God of War. Um, I, there are a few people saying that God of War is coming 2021. From what I can recall, the teaser trailer they showed off, I don't think it gave a release date. And the fact that they haven't really shown anything, like gameplay-wise or anything, I don't think that game's coming in 2021. Um, I think that's more of a 2022 game. So basically, this is going to go with uh, what I want to see in 2021 from PlayStation and uh, Sony Santa Monica, is I want to see a new trailer. I want to see some gameplay. I want to see it running on the PS5. Um, and I want to see what year it's going to come out. Just give, you don't have to give me like a month, a day. I just want to see the year. 2022 2023 i just want to be excited for for that year to like look forward to it i'm worried that this game is still gonna be on the ps4 um but i think if it is gonna come out to 2023 maybe the end of 2022 i want to say I, it might just be a ps5 exclusive but i am a little bit worried that it's gonna be coming to ps4 as well because i want that banger i want that banger on the ps5 and i think god of war ragnarok would be it i want I want to be able to see people be like, you know what? This is what's making me get a PS5. Because right now, there's no reason for you to get a PS5 at this moment. 
So that's what I want to see. I want to see some more information on God of War Ragnarok. I just want to get excited for whatever year it's going to come out in. And I think it might be late 2022, maybe early 2023, honestly. And I want to see it be a PS5 exclusive. And I think that's going to do it for this uh, episode here. Thank you guys for tuning in um, to enjoy some exclusive perks and to submit your questions or comments for each episode of this podcast. Visit patreon.com slash supergamingbro A. Everyone on YouTube, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe to this channel, drop a comment down below. If you have not already done so, please rate, share, and subscribe to this podcast, whatever podcast service you may be using. Everyone be good to each other, a little ELE. Everybody love everybody, and uh, don't be dicks. I'm out.